I don't open messages from strange people only because was it it was here. Um this is Longbox Heroes After Dark 156. Uh we should change the episode to 280 because of the Twitter uh, news from Tuesday. I got 280 that oh, day. Oh my goodness. I just didn't know how to break the news yet. My world has changed. Um, but no, um, remember, we were recording one of the shows, and if you remember Pete, who does, uh, Fresher and Parlance, mm-hmm. Pete, you know, cause I just say his kayfabe name cause I don't care, um, that his Twitter got hacked and it sent out, like, the message of, like, oh, the Ray-Ban sunglasses or whatever it is. Right. I never click on messages on any of my social media if it's from someone I don't know. Okay. And we get a lot of those messages through the soon-to-be-named network and the Longbox Heroes accounts because we just get, like, mass followed by some people and then, like, we'll follow someone back and then we'll get the thing that says, hey, thanks for following me, and then you can see the preview of their message and it's just, like, spam to get, like, to buy thousands of followers and stuff like that. Right. When I get those messages from the people on Twitter, I immediately just go and unfollow them. Gotcha. Because they're just spam. And again, I don't, I have learned from social media school that do not open private messages from parties that you don't know. Gotcha. Right. That's part of my Twitter class today. Social media school, if you will. I am taking care of something right now for you. All right. In your special super duper secret email. Um, not your work one, obviously. You should be getting an email in a second with the video. And since it's for me, you can open it. Right. I did accept the one that you had sent me. It's or that this other person had sent me. It's just that at five o'clock in the morning, I was foggy as to what this was in regards to. Nelson. No, I wish I looked as good as that guy does. <laughs> when he had the the diseaser before, um, during, during, yes. I wish I could get some of the get some of that disease weight loss going. Oh. <laughs> I I kid all the time here that the only way that I'm going to lose any weight is if I cut off a limb. Mm. Um. I was watching a show. You know that uh, that show that uh, that's the radio show that I gave you that had like Super Dave Osborne and Norm Macdonald and uh, oh yeah, like uh, Billy it's the sports. Billy Hendricks and the Sports Machine. Yeah, it's Billy Hendricks and the Sports Machine. Well, he has a TV show on ESPN t- on, on one of the channels, and they interview like occasionally they'll interview a guest. And today they had uh, Who's that guy who's the grandfather of the girl who does cartwheels? Here we go. I knew you were going to say this. Because today, Tuesday when this is being recorded, is the debut of the Ric Flair 30 for 30. Yeah, and he was on and they were talking about the coma that he was in. and Or the self... The, the, the self-induced... I don't know if it's the... If you could self-induce a coma, but the medically-induced coma. Um, and he was talking about coming out of it. And they were like, oh, was it... What's the worst part of your life? And he's like, that was it. He's like, I couldn't open... When I woke up, I couldn't open a Gatorade bottle, a Diet Coke. I was that weak. And he said he lost 37 or 47 pounds. Ooh, that's in, the sort of... That's the sort of diet I need. That's why I was saying, so... 
I was like, ooh. And the other thing is, I don't nice know what happened. medically to- induced coma to really <laughs> shed those LBs. <laughs> That's right. Um, but my question is, did he break his jaw recently? Hmm. Because when he was talking, his mouth, his bottom part of his mouth, is really on one side of his face compared to the top teeth. If you know what I'm trying to say. You look at him and you can say that jaw is looking at him, looking at him he's looking at you. His jaw is move his lower jaw is moved to the right. If you were if you were him, it seems like his lower jaw is off to the left. It didn't look right. Like somebody busted his jaw and they and they uh they said it and it's all wrong. I, oh boy. But you'll see him on the the thirty for thirty. Um, so probably uh, you you are going to watch it. Absolutely, right? I've been. This was filmed a while ago, and I'm sure they oh. picked up some extra stuff due to the recent happenings in his life. You know, right. So when you get to the new new stuff, you'll probably see what I'm talking about. Right. Um, if I could find a video of that, I'll send it to you. Just to, you'll see it. But go ahead. The I don't want to disparage Ric Flair. What? I'm not despair. I'm just saying something that I saw. But go ahead. So that more than likely, I'm probably used to it, seeing him in the way that he is. Now, granted, obviously, I haven't seen him talk since mm-hmm. he's come out of the coma. There was that one little video that he did, but that was like filmed on an iPhone and the wrong aspect ratio and all that sort of jazz. Um. But I think a lot of it has to do with his false teeth. Maybe that's it. I it didn't even think It creates a weird illusion of what his jaw looks like. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. That makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. then. But again, that's the nature boy. I don't want to disparage him. The ESPN, because obviously it comes out today uh, when we're recording this on Tuesday, they're tweeting out a whole bunch of different GIFs and everything. Mm-hmm. And there was one, and it's an older GIF, you know, from his Crockett days, NWA, WCW, whatever you want to say. And you know how when you're pulling up GIFs on your phone, they don't, a lot of times they don't load immediately, or they'll be like frozen on the screen until you have the full tweet in your phone window, and then it'll start playing? Right, right. The way it was frozen, it looked like he had a giant gaping hole in his neck. They but keep... it was like he was in the middle of, like, a yell or something. A woo. Uh, like, not even a yell. Like, one of his manic yells where he takes off his shoe and throws it at Tony Schiavone and says, here, go sell the shoe and buy yourself a house. Things like that. <laughs> right? That's a great quote. That's a great That's a great Ric Flair line. So he was in the <laughs> middle of one of those. And just the way that his body was positioned and his neck and his head and whatever he was saying, it made his neck look like it had a giant gaping hole in it. And as I'm loading this, I'm like, oh my goodness, Flair must be a mess after coming out of that coma. I'm like, oh, here's the gift playing in full. This is just Ric Flair 1984 and how he normally looks. Right. Or 86 or whatever year it was when he was at the height of his powers. The height of his Spectroxian powers. Mm-hmm. Spectrox makes the body feel good. <laughs> so, related and unrelated, since this is Russell Chat Hour. I know. You suckered me in. Well, listen. You were you were making wrestling jokes. You will never. I guarantee this to you, Todd, co-host of the show, and you, gentle and dear listener of said show. I will never, ever make a joke, 
in a positive light about Doctor Who. Ever. So I'm not opening up myself to that sort of ridicule, abuse, punishment. I'm already on so many watch lists from watching the first nine Doctors or ten Doctors or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Now, if I start tweeting positively, even in a joking fashion, about Doctor Who, who knows what's going to happen to me. So I've been tweeting positively about wrestling? Well, you've been making jokes. You 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 tweeted out on Friday about that uh, Sawyer Fulton guy who got released from his World Wrestling Entertainment contract, saying that he looked like a sexy World War II fighter pilot. He did! Right, and that he also looked like Steam Punk, which was a fantastic line, by the way. Well, yeah, because I was talking with Davey Jr. Right. And Davey's like, is that CM Punk? And I was like, oh, my God, maybe it's... And then he asked, or is it some steampunk guy? And I'm like, steam punk. I'm like, what wrestling federation needs that? I think Root Beer Wrestling. Sign me up, send me a paycheck when they do their lumberjack jockstrap match. Which which seems to get a lot of feedback. People want that match. I... Uh, I don't even know how to... Or just write down Root Beer Wrestling. There's something I can't say on air. <laughs> okay, Root Beer Wrestling. Something, two, uh, two things about Root Beer Wrestling that I can't say on air that I will tell you and you will get a kick out of. Okay, and while we're actually talking secret wrestling... stuff, and I'm not a stooge, goddammit. What? Right, but I am, so... Um, oh, forget about it. I'm a huge stooge. It's, so it's, it's the Red Rooster, you, <laughs> Jericho. That's how bad you are. Right, so, but... Uh, are you going to tell people how I got the worker shake at the show? Oh, this is a good story to tell, right? Mm-hmm. So we never got a chance to tell it on air. Um, and we never really got a chance to, like, really focus on it the day that it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you cut in whenever you need to, right? Right. So uh, after the Powerbomb Futures show from a couple weeks ago, uh, Todd came right at the tail end of the show so he can go out and get his pizza with us. That's right. And if you're not a wrestling fan, I understand. You know, you go see a Doctor Who thing, not in the middle of the week. It's near my house. You're going to go get pizza afterwards. I'll show up as the credits are rolling. You know what I mean? I Mm -hmm. I agree wholeheartedly. Right. But we were waiting on Jerry and Adam, and they were doing whatever Jerry and Adam things they do. Right. So we're just kind of hanging out, waiting for them to come around, and we're just standing there, uh, talking to some of the uh, Grand Slam Wrestling guys, uh, my friend Brad and John and the other guys that I know from there, and as we're just kind of there standing there shooting the breeze, a lot of the guys that wrestled on the show are coming, they're they're leaving, and as is etiquette in the world of professional <laughs> wrestling, um, you always, you know, when you come, you shake hands, you say hi to whoever you do. And then as you leave, you shake hands and you say hi with whatever you do. Now, I've been doing this for a very long time. A lot of times people don't seek me out. And I don't seek them out. That's just the way that I am. Uh, there's other wrestlers, uh, Eric Cannon, Jimmy Jacobs, who you as people listening to the show will know. That, especially like when it's a weekend of shows, like you're there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We don't need to give everyone the brother handshake at the beginning of the day and to the end of the day on Friday and on Saturday and on Sunday. If I got you on Friday, I'll probably see you on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We don't need to shake hands every time. Now, there's other people that I have different relationships with uh, that have come from the wrestling, and we do a little bit more than the brother handshake. But where I'm going with this is, so as everyone's leaving, people are coming over to me, and they're kind of getting the line of us. They're like, 
Oh, John was one of the guys that was helping out with the show. We know Brad is one of the guys at Grand Slam Wrestling. We know Joe used to be some other fake guy's name. And here's Todd standing as well. So all of us are getting the brother handshake <laughs> as everyone's going out, including Todd, from right. all these different wrestlers and stuff. And me and Todd are just side-eyeing each other the whole time. Because <laughs> it's funny to us for a completely different reason that the brothers, the workers, wouldn't get, right? Right. <laughs> and how many did you get? Like six? I think I got, I think, I definitely got at least five. Right. And uh, I was told if I got three, <laughs> I was part of the group. Right. If I got four, I was, I get a, I get a, a match. And if I got five, I get a title shot. Right. So I think I got five or six, so I think I get the title shot. Right. So it's going to be John Gresham versus Todd at the next uh, Powerbomb.tv show. Is that the guy that wrote uh, Hunt for Red October? No. That was his oh. dad. Something Grisham? I yes. You're thinking of Grisham, not Gresham. Oh, see, I don't know. Right. But. So, yeah, I was so happy to get so many worker handshakes. I was dying. I thought it was the funniest thing because it's so un- – it's – I don't want to say that it's uncomfortable, but it's like, you know, it's not the normal way people shake hands. It's not, but you know what? It's almost ingrained in me now. Right, because you when I'm, do our when, buddy DJ who hates it. Oh, he hates it. He almost loves the Illuminati one. I do better. Uh-huh. But uh, – and I was like, should I throw an Illuminati one in here? <laughs> And I, I don't know, you maybe could, have I ever given you the secret Illuminati handshake that I have? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. It's not the work handshake. It's the, uh, the you know what I'm talking about. Well, the we little, can't talk the, about it because we can't expose the Illuminati. Right, that's why. So, Is it um, similar but, to the Masons handshake? Don't the Masons have a special handshake they do as well? Yes, which is where that story comes from. Right. Um, the, and I won't describe the secret handshake that I do. But when I was younger, my grandfather told me a story that he was with somebody. I don't remember who it was. And they went and they were like, oh, let's go meet this other guy. We'll talk some business or whatever. So my grandfather goes in and, you know, he he grabs the guy's hand. He just shakes it. And whatever he did, the guy was like the 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 guy who he who had taken him to see this guy was definitely a, a, a mason. And this other guy was a Mason. My grandfather didn't know it. And he started talking Mason shit. Like, I don't know what Mason shit would be, but my grandfather's like, oh, and all of a sudden, the guy who brought my grandfather's like, whoa, 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 no, no, no. This guy isn't a Mason. And he kind of gave the, like, the, the other guy who, who had shook his hand, the, the new guy was like, kind of like doing a, uh, like with his hand, like he shook my hand. He's like, he got it right. Like, he just, whatever he did, it, that's not the handshake. He just got lucky. And my grandfather was trying to figure that out for years <laughs> afterwards. And he'd meet guys that he knew were Masons, and he'd be trying different handshakes, trying to recreate it. So he always told me that story, and I always just equated it to the secret Illuminati handshake. You know, I took it, the one for comedy pur- purposes, the next step further. And then once I learned that super secret handshake that I have, that's when it became, you know, the secret Illuminati handshake. So there you go. You got the origin story of my my handshake, Joe. I only wish you were there to meet uh, Ultramantis Black. Oh. Who is one of the few people that still do, like, the The ultimate brother handshake. Like, you know the one that you do to DJ as a parody of it? Yeah. That's too rough. Mantis does it, like, a thousand times worse, but, like, as a shoot. 
I would be like, even me, I would be like, I don't even know, like, the way we were looking at each other. Right. I would, I might have just burst out laughing. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if Ultramantis Black or whatever his name is gave it to me, I'd be like, oh, that's fantastic. I'd be like, but I'd, I'd video it. Right. I would. I'd be like, give me some of that. I need that on my, my Facebook. Oh. Good times. So we're talking about this because I actually am doing commentary for a new company this weekend. Whoa! Yeah, this is the first time that I'm doing something for a new promotion in three years, three and a half years, when I started doing stuff for AIW back in, like, August of 2014. Can you name the name? Yes, it's called Game Changer Wrestling. Now, the question I have is, does it change the game? We're going to find out this weekend. I know your voice will change the game. Right. Because I've heard nobody commentate, nobody's the anchor of the commentation station the way you are if until I, the next. If time. I get replaced by Joey Styles my first night in, <laughs> I will have to say, I'll have to doff my Star Lord slash John Cena hat to them and say, "Bravo, gentlemen, kudos for this elaborate rib." So now, who at the Game Changer um, do I have to send a check to to get him to do that? Um, the guy who runs things' name is Brett. Oh, <laughs> I've heard of a guy in wrestling named Brett. Right, once. not not the Hitman Clark, but <laughs> Brett Hart. You know, right. Um, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting. They lean a little bit more heavy on what's referred to as the death match style. <gasps> is that like uh, the the attention deficit criminal style? Um. Ooh, I'm sorry. I can't say bad things about that one. Sorry. They go way, like, um, I I don't know the crowd. I don't know the crowd. I haven't been to an event of theirs. I just know the action in the ring involves a lot of going through tables and multiple tables, lots of light tubes, (gasps) lots of glass, Glass. lots of skewers, you know, those, like, wood skewers that you would put, like, shish kebabs on for your grill. I love those. A lot of those being jammed into people's heads. Now, I have a, can I have another question? Go ahead. Since this is the Game Changer, and there's a wrestler named The Game, mm-hmm. who has the nickname The Game, what are the odds of him showing up on a little dinky independent wrestling site? Well, he did actually show up <laughs> at a dinky independent wrestling show that they happen to be secretly funding in the UK this past weekend. No. Yes. It's almost like there was a tremor on my Twitter. <laughs> Hashtag Paul just walked out and got into the ring, which a lot of the guys, eh, well, oh boy. I don't, you know what? I don't even give a shit. So <laughs> I'm getting you fired today. When other world wrestling entertainers mm-hmm. who have various non-in-ring competing contracts right. go and do independent shows. Mm-hmm. They are not allowed to go into independent wrestling rings. Okay. You want to have a little thing. You want to have them at a merch table. You want to have them do an angle where they cut a promo on someone. Mm-hmm. That's great. At one fifty nine, they're inside the ring is a no no. Getting inside the ring is a no no. Right, because as I understand it, there was an incident where someone did get into a ring. And it was a real shitty ring. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even take a bump. Like, all they did was step on, like, on a board or something that was out of place. 
And it's and it like uh, sideshow bobbed them. Well, it didn't sideshow bob them, but like <laughs> screwed up their ankle. So it's just like we can't like you want to go and take these outside bookings. That's fine, but we can't have you guys getting into these shitty rings oh, and boy. injuring yourselves. That's crazy, right? So for I don't I like how the rules don't apply to hashtag Paul. It's like he has some sort of extra pull that nobody else in the company has. What? <laughs> what pool? Now that said, I wonder what Vince's going rate is to show up. <sighs> cause, cause screw Triple H. I'd love to have Vince just make a random indie appearance. <laughs> there you go. You might try to get him at uh at uh what's that uh the root beer wrestling? Root beer wrestling, sure. That would be fantastic. Oh. You never know what uh, stars of past, present, and future world wrestling entertainment could show up at a root beer wrestling event in the very near future. Or their drug-eating dog. <laughs> their what? <laughs> their drug-eating dog. Oh, well. I'm just saying. I'm not naming any names. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know how you eat drugs when you have no jaw, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, all right, then you then you lick drugs. There you go. So was there any uh So was there anything else we needed to discuss? I can't think of anything. I'm trying to think if there was anything I had, but I didn't. So Hang on, I'm about to die. Oh, get it on tape. Grizzly Man 2. I hit mute so you wouldn't hear me hacking. Uh, I would have liked to have heard you go out. Oh, my goodness. Um, I could have sold that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, Game Changer Wrestling is uh, happening this Saturday mm -hmm. in Allentown, Pennsylvania at a venue called Game Changer World. <gasps> And, uh, yeah, I don't know. If you listen to the show and you're going to be at that event, uh, come find me. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a very interesting uh, weekend, you know? Right. That's all. Where is it at? What city? Allentown. Ooh, maybe I'll drive to Allentown to see that. Maybe all I'll right, go late so I can get a bunch of handshakes. Maybe. Maybe. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Alright. Um, so that's it. Uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark, 156. Uh, follow us when you see us. Soon to be named network.com. Soon to be named network.tumblr.com. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Catch you on the flip flop, everybody. Bye. <laughs>